Welcome to Unmask the Podcast. I guess I should say welcome back. So our podcast with Dylan went clear over the hour mark. And to be honest, Squarespace just was not having it. So here's part two. Enjoy. Do you have a preference? So another thing that I was reading, and I'm sorry, I I sound like one of your many annoying clients, but um, do you have a preference in um, chicken thighs versus chicken breast in protein? Because I've heard that the list, it starts with an L, um, protein in chicken thighs is actually um, better for you in digested, like to digest. I tried no, chicken thighs the other day and I literally could not. I don't like them. I don't I, like I them can't. either. Everyone refers to them as the steak of chicken. Mm, and I'm, I'm not like, a fan. Not, that's not true. I, I got I a bone and I fan. almost threw up everywhere. I am not even like, I can only really eat white meat chicken. Like, yeah. It's to a point where like, I'll get a rotisserie chicken and half of it, I'm like, I can't do this. Uh, it's too much fat. I do can't. you like the rotisserie chickens? I like like half of them. Like, I'll, I, eat, I'll <laughs> eat the breast off of them. And well, then, that's like, the thing. I was like, I like how they smell sometimes and I like how, you know, they're really easy because I don't have to do anything. Right. And they're cheap and easy. Yeah. but like damn i can't like it would everything would go to waste yeah i just and uh, i can't feed it to my dogs because they can't eat that much fat yeah it was, i don't know it was yeah i don't it's just i don't know it's, some things people can do and i just i can't with the fat thing and i don't know why like with the meat going back to the carnivore thing i'm like this is a good idea yeah. but i have bounced across the idea of like i've heard of a like animal-based diet where basically it's carnivore but you also throw in like, because um, I had butter with mine when I did carnivore. Like mm-hmm. I threw butter, which just made it worse in my end. But like, <laughs> um, you can do animal based, but you add fruits into it, fruit and honey. And basically, like the whole thing behind this was like, they want to say it's like how ancestors were. Like most times, you didn't come across just like random vegetables that are grown because yeah. like you have to like harvest stuff. But you would, as a hunter gatherer, like. Caveman days would come across. I have a really big problem with people bringing that up because I want to be like, let's take a look at our lifestyles. Yeah. Our lifestyles as a hunter and gatherer are not the same as our lifestyle now. So the fact that, like, that's an argument boggles my mind. Like, they used to do it back in the day and they they lived to the long age of 38. Right. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, we also didn't have vaccines and, like, you know, medicines and heat. (laughs) I think for me, my curiosity sparks from, like, um, like a bigger picture thing because it's like whatever you believe in like however human beings got to here okay right. however the however that's happened okay regardless of whatever you believe I'm assuming that whether we evolve someone dropped us here whatever is that the food that's here was how we were going to survive and work around our environment right. right so whenever without any of the technology there was a way for human beings to survive off a certain amount of food by doing certain things. And I wonder, like, I guess my curiosity with that would be, you would have to thrive somehow, right? Because, like, you're, it would, you'd be and set up also, with for failure. Yes, absolutely. But you also have to understand that, like, yes, that is how we thrive. But then also different regions produce different things. So yeah. it sounds like, to be honest, it sounds like what everybody is in agreement with is, what you need, you're eating needs to be of the earth, whether it comes yeah. from an animal, whether it comes from the vegetables. You know, it's just like it almost sounds like curl it crazy, but like a really well balanced diet. Yeah, well, that like it's all. I also feel like it's like okay, the big thing is like one of the big things is to say like 
I, I follow a plant-based diet, and they're like, oh, you know what, motherfucker? Well, I follow an animal plant. Animal-based <laughs> an animal diet. diet. I know, an Guess animal what? plant. Guess what, motherfucker? <laughs> I do the opposite. It's like, you're a vegan, I'm a carnivore. Yeah, and that's I'm another thing where so it's like, I, it comes from such a weird, I, I've never had so many, like, bro dudes be like i eat only meat and like it's really it's super weird and i'm like it's that like a doesn't, weird alpha flex it is a super weird alpha flex and it only comes from people who like i get that same vibe from where i'm like why does it make you super proud to like i eat raw eggs for breakfast yeah i'm yeah, like all right guess like, the, 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 the rocky or... thing like he's eating six eggs in a blender yeah and i was like come on like and like i said i think there's some something to, but i think at the end of the day all you're doing is like you said it's what paleo is for the most part where you're just eating fruits vegetables meat i think at the end of the day it's just like it works because it's not twinkies and mcdonald's and all this processed stuff like if it's because at the end of the day like it's whole foods and that's the same thing like i'm talking about like at least ingredients possible carrots are one ingredient you know what i mean a cow is one ingredient it's like so i think that's I think that's the main part of it is because there's not so much other stuff yeah people people don't realize once they you know, even if like I, what I would tell people, like you know, it's if you drink, you know, a Coke a day, and you try to give that up, you know, you're gonna revert right back to you know in a couple of weeks. But if you if you take one Coke out of the equation, you're already you're already taking one thing out that's really bad for you. Yeah. So you're, I mean, you're at least one day a week you're getting yourself used to losing some of that bullshit that you put yeah, you know if you, you know mcdonald's every day or anything like that so like you people would be surprised if they just like one meal a week or you know and maybe start off with that or but still you're taking one bad meal and replacing it with something that's significantly got less calories in it it's just real food yeah even if it's even if it's not great for you food but maybe it's just not as much garbage involved. Well, and I think that's a big thing too. And that's why it's harder for people to find. I think a lot of people have food intolerances that they don't know about. And I think it's a lot harder to pinpoint those intolerances whenever a lot of things you have, have so many different ingredients in it because you don't know, like there might be one of those ingredients that really messes with you. Like you think about meeting someone who has a reaction to red, red dye. You know what I mean? That one's pretty easy to catch because you're looking for one word, but like, if that is applicable to like a different chemical and you don't know what that is, you know, it's really hard to pinpoint stuff. So I've heard of like bodybuilders going to the extreme and doing like, um, like there's one that all, he just did straight chicken rice, not chicken rice, broccoli, it was just chicken and rice and then started slowly adding things yeah. in and he could see where like you could eat a Snickers bar and feel it and you could see, yeah. you know, stuff like that. We did that with Willow, our dog, because it's like she has terrible allergies and we ended up just like being like, look, we're going to give you just like rice and we're going to try different meats, like see what you're allergic to. We tried raw beef for a while. I mean, it's just, it is, it's a weird thing. I mean, you could also go to like the doctor and get an allergy test, but like that also. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's. But not everybody, not everybody wants to go to the doctor and that's another problem. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean. Not in America. If you could spend like hundreds yeah. of dollars just to be seen, it's like, why would I go there? Like when right. they interview be, other countries and they laugh at us, it's like, okay. Hundreds of dollars right. to be seen for 10 minutes to have the doctor tell you you need to see someone else. Yeah, I know. It kind of sucks. Oh, so. I will not. I'm so, I have so many thoughts and feelings about it that I can do a whole nother podcast. Yeah, that's I'm fair. I'm angry about that. Yeah, but we're talking about this like ancestors thing. Have you seen Liver King? Have you seen this guy? What? Uh-huh. No. His name's Liver King? Mm-mm. Really? Okay, so this guy has like, he came out of nowhere. He is like... <laughs> he came out of a liver. Yeah, he like walked out of the ocean. And 
he came out of nowhere in the fitness like scene and he's blown up everywhere he's on and so he started tiktok immediately hundreds of thousands of followers same thing with youtube same thing scam like I it's think super it's confusing but CIA what's really weird is this guy i mean he's more yoked than a cart eggs he's massive 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 man and he claims natural. When you see him, you're like, obviously you're not. Claims. Obviously. And, uh, <laughs> All natty, baby. <laughs> and uh, he does this ancestral thing. Okay? And he talks about, like, I live this ancestral lifestyle. And all he does is he'll eat, like, he eats bone marrow with every meal. He eats liver with every meal. And, like, you're pulling this guy up. Tell me he's natural. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. He's I've seen him before. Like, this, guy's, this guy's beard isn't natural, let alone no. his abs. He's trying to say he's claiming natural, and that's... That's another thing, too, like, not to go off on a side tangent, but, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with being unnatural in the no. fitness scene mm-hmm. or anything like that. I do think there's an issue with you being unnatural and claiming natural. Yep. You don't 100%. even have to say, if you're unnatural, you don't even have to say you're unnatural or natural. Just don't say anything at all. I have a problem when people are unnatural and they're saying they are natural. And for people I listening at home problem. that don't know about that, that means using steroids. I have a problem, the same thing. I mean, already, like, Girls have huge body issues. We don't need to see other girls doing butt tucks and shit like that and not saying anything. Because yeah. it's the same thing because as setting an unrealistic expectation. It, that's exactly what it yeah. is. Yeah, and then people like, lose their mind and get really upset about that. And, and it's no shitty. one is sitting here judging you for getting a Brazilian butt lift, which my daughter consistently is like, don't do it. It's the most dangerous like, plastic surgery. And I was like, but what if I just like, a little I'm, bit? I'm thinking about it. Like, what? <laughs> Crispy. Um, but. And it is this, it's very frustrating. And I do want them to say something because it's not for a judgment for them. It is a, it is a realistic expectation for myself that I don't have to worry about looking like that person because I may never look like that person. And that's something too. Like there's, there's a fitness influencers that I follow that are unnatural and I'm like, that's cool. I don't strive to have their physique, but I think it's very obvious because you can tell when people are natural or when they aren't you can be like oh i you, most you time can. when they're natural you can be like oh i can see that but when they're unnatural there's some signs where it's very obvious but to you know just a random person that exactly. might not be educated in yep. any way about it they're like oh he's that's crazy yeah you know yeah. like why, why can i be like well, that that's exactly it i do that all the time why can't i be like that well honey you're not seven feet tall and i think there's certain things where like sometimes I don't know how to word this, but like some people get way more credit than how how they are. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, okay, so let's take The Rock for example. He is he's Jack, huge, super in shape. But if you ask a random person and you say, "Can you believe The Rock bench pressed 800 pounds?" They're like, "Yeah, of course he did. Bench, he's not bench pressing 800 pounds. No. So it's not happening." No. But to a random Joe Schmo guy or yeah. per, just anybody, they think they see like The Rock. They're like, "He's the strongest man." Right. right. Yeah. And he's not even close to even in the even close to the elite people. So I think my point with that, and it's not like he's doing anything wrong. It's just like this is not the rock slander by no, any of course means. not. We I love, love the, rock. the rock. I love the rock. If I, he wants to come on this show, please, we would love that. If you're listening, Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson. Johnson. I'm trying to give him as much respect as possible. Yeah. How do you... But uh, no, I think it's an image thing. That's my point is like there's not a lot of looking into things. I think that's the main the main problem with a lot of stuff is people just not doing their research or taking things at face value. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, it, it, you know, it's kind of going back to the keto thing. Um, when people go to the store, like just even reading the nutrition labels, 
or ingredients. They don't. They look at the box and it says keto friendly. Yeah. Or you know, uh, literally, you know, again, not naming names, but somebody was eating like some like. If you call me out on this podcast, cheesy poofs or something. Shut I mean, the fuck up. Let was, me live my it, life. It wasn't you, but they. Were, but you know, I was like, that's disgusting. It's terrible for you. Like, but it says no trans fat. I'm like. I'm gonna tell you something yeah. right, right now. I think that, they just made trans fats illegal. Well, it, you're allowed to have a, a like a point zero zero one percent or some like really small percentage of trans fat. Okay. And you can still put no trans fat on the label. Cute. Okay. I did see that they have changed some certain things where, mm-hmm. uh, and once I I learned this in school, this is one of the things I was like, oh, I guess they did do that. I didn't ever notice, but like nutrition nutrition labels, the calorie like count isn't very much like larger than it ever was yes. and now they have to have it on the front of the product too which they used to not have to do that interesting yeah and also there's like certain stipulations with things like it has to match like if it says a certain amount of things it has to be that like one big thing is like zero calorie things a lot of zero calorie things have like four calories in them yeah and people don't know that because if it's under five you can say zero if it's a certain amount of serving sizes and that's a big thing too You'll see something, and it'll say zero calories for one spray. Yes. But the bottle's got 5,000 sprays, so the bottle has probably got hundreds and hundreds of calories in it. Yeah. It's like Rains used to say zero calories. Now they say 10. Which, it's weird because, like, you don't think that people really care about 10 calories, and then you see bodybuilders, and they're like, i got to cut this. And you're like, 10? 10 calories? Like, just don't take that last five of an apple, you know, or something. Like, just give yourself a 10. Chew it up. Spit it out. You get the flavor? Don't have to digest it. Goodbye. That was the thing with, like, keto, too, was, like, another thing. If you look on there, there's so many times I've looked at a keto product. You flip around, on the back it says 12 carbs. I'm like, that's not keto. I don't understand that. And it's in one serving. That's, like, average. Yeah, keto-friendly in one serving. You know, people just read the box and go, okay, keto-friendly, I can have this. Not The only thing that irritates me more than that, because it actually affects me personally, is when I see things that say protein something because ninety nine percent of the time it's got less than ten grams of protein. And yes, I'm like, that frustrates me. I don't think that really counts as well, protein. Sidebar: Something I figured out Christmas time is that the Reese's eggs have four grams of protein. So. So you're saying I can get jacked off Reese's? So you're Absolutely. telling me there's a chance? <laughs> Tell me there's a chance. Yeah, Absolutely. I think Snickers made a protein bar. Yeah. And people are like, I mean, it's a protein bar, but they literally took like a Snickers and then threw a scoop of protein in it. So it's still not good. Like, well, <laughs> But yeah. it's delicious. Oh, I, I, yeah. Sure. They could. And I think that's, uh, not to co- jump into a whole other topic, but. But uh, well, here we go. Yeah. Whee! But here we go. Doing like, uh, like counting your macros and stuff is like, a lot of people don't know like how to do that stuff or I like how to set don't. stuff it up. It is very foreign to me. It's one of those things like it's complicated to learn and then once you get it, you're like, oh, okay. The The main part is, is like figuring out what your base protein, fat, carb thing is and then structuring it's easy because they have apps like MyFitnessPal that'll set it up. I use it every day. The problem is with MyFitnessPal is if you just type in like, I'm this tall and I do this activity, most people put more activity than they should. So like even if you work out, one to two times a day, you should put the lightest amount of activity. Most of the time, because what'll happen is, is like, I did it one time, it told me I should eat 4,000 calories. If I did that, I would be, I would gain 10 pounds a week. You know what I mean? Like, But at the same time, it said, for me, 
They said, oh, you're 4'11", and you do no, I put no activity. I mm-hmm. sit at a desk job, which is not true. Um, they were like, you should probably start at 1,200. Yeah, see, and that's and why. And so I, it's like. <sighs> most of the time, and like something I recommend to people usually when they try my fitness pals, I'm like, there's a calculator you can go online and get a more accurate one and then plug those numbers into my fitness pal. Okay. It's called like tdeecalculator.com. Even then, it's still going to be a ballpark. And what I've always told people and what worked for me was like, take those calories, try it for a week, track to see what happened. If you lost more than a pound or you gained more than a pound or something, then make that little bit of adjustment and then try it again for a week. And it might take two or three weeks, so then you're going to figure it out. In the long run, now you know where it is. So like I know without having to track things, I know how much carbs, fat, protein I need in a day. Yeah, but you were talking about calories, not necessarily macros. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on... Because, you know, what, I eat 1,700, but I'm getting like 170 grams of protein every day and, you know... Yeah, which is which is pretty high for like for a set, which is not a bad thing. Like, it's not a bad thing at all, but it's usually pretty high because I'd imagine if it's usually like a rough estimate, it's a pound per, uh, like a gram of protein per pound of body weight. Yes, that's It's pretty much like a rough estimate. So I always try to aim for like 180, 200. Do you... Um, is there a certain percentage for you? Because right now mine is like 40, 40, 20. So like 40% carbs or well, that doesn't add up. Yes, it does. 8, 9, 10. Yes. Mm-hmm. Math is hard, guys. Yeah. Let me live. Um, 40% of those calories need to be carbs or so many or whatever. Yeah. So not like opening up the whole calories in, calories out situation again. But at the end of the day, the only thing that really matters is hitting your protein goal. And then the protein and fat can literally lie wherever they want, as long as that adds up to your calorie thing. So, like, say you have 1,700 calories and 500 of those are protein, the other 1,200 can go to whatever as far as fat and carbs. So, you could have a ratio of whichever one. Now, usually that with an asterisk. So, yeah, I was like, like, I definitely tried that and it was not a good thing for me. But it also depends on a lot of things like there's certain activities that require like a higher fat or a higher carb um like you know there's certain things like i've seen like ultra runners i haven't seen a lot of like fat-based ultra runners as much as i've seen carb runners oh I mean, yeah, there are sure, there are sure. but like because it's structured around training so that's kind of like an x factor too but for me i always did 30 50 20 so i did 50 percent carbs okay, okay 20 fat and 30 protein because it okay. comes out or if anything, it'd be 35, 45, 20. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Because and it also depends on what kind of carbs you're getting. Like, I don't feel like you can sit yeah. there and be like, you can eat anything else after that. Because you sit down and eat a fucking thing of Wonder Bread and you're like, well, I got 78 carbs and yeah. fat. And that's, it just doesn't work. All right, all right. And that's why I said an asterisk. Just because, like, you can have whatever fats and carbs, but they still need to be healthier. Whole, whole food. food right. fat, fat yeah. and carbs. That's one thing with that's problem with. My fitness pal is people think as long as they're plugging the numbers in, it's good. But you got to think about micronutrients, which is someone people like something people don't think about a lot. Yeah. Because if all your carbs come from ice cream, you're still <laughs> oh going to be very best diet ever. Yeah, and like let's say you eat tuna and ice cream, you're going to hit your protein and carbs, you know, and then throw in something else for fat, you know. Yeah, but then you're there's still no... going to be your body's going to run horribly. So... Right, because there's no you know percentage or thing for sugars. Because yeah. technically those are carbs. Yeah, I think with like tracking macros is really good beginner thing to do. I, I think that it also holds like results later on, but it, it tips toes somebody into it because 
it like what Brandon was saying, instead of going from like McDonald's to eating salads all the time, you can still have exactly what you're eating before, but realize how much you're overeating of those things. And then you're going to start realizing, oh, this isn't worth it to eat these corn pops because I can only have a cup of corn pops and that's nothing. Yeah. Like instead I could have six rice cakes and I actually really like rice cakes or like, so I think it's a good like way to, to gauge things because I wholeheartedly do not believe in eyeballing things unless you're going to go straight whole foods because with eyeballing things, it is not possible. No one can ever argue with me that there is not, at least in my opinion, there's no way you are either going to overeat or undereat. One of the two things, because it's almost impossible to perfectly eyeball something. And I also think, well, pushing back on that a little bit, I don't think you can overeat if you're eating whole foods. Like, I don't think that you could potentially, if you were to, t- you tell me that you're going to eat 4,000 calories in, in a bowl of broccoli, chicken, mm-hmm. and rice, there's no fucking way. You would throw up. Yeah, and I think it would just depend on what you would classify as whole food. Because if it's just fruit, vegetables, and meat, it's going to be a very, very difficult. It's right. going to be very difficult. So most of the time, I'll hear people talk about, like, I, like, intuitively eat, but all they're eating is fruits, vegetables, and meat. Yes. You're probably going to be pretty pretty good. But, um, I mean, if you eat 40 apples in a day, you're still going to get fat, you know? Like, you're not going to eat 40 apples in a day, though. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but that comes still back limited. down to those macros because then you're just hitting your carb intake. That's a lot of sugar too. And then it's like, where's the protein? It's, exactly. it's a balanced situation. Um, yeah. Did you want to, sorry, I'm totally, we could go off on this forever, yep. but you also run. I do. I have a been lot. running. Yes, you I actually ran here from yep. your house. <laughs> All the way. Forrest no Gump that shit. In, uh, classic vans. <laughs> down 10th street, which is which, yeah. really Again, impressive. You're still alive. So there was, was a impressive. surprising amount of food marts that helped me out on the way. So it was, <laughs> Safeways, yes. Yeah, I don't know if I saw a Safeway, but I saw a lot well, of Dollar General. You went the wrong way then, sir. I know I did. I know, <laughs> I know I, for sure. Yeah, no, um, I guess I can, yeah, before we wrap up, I can touch on that. that right now, I'm in the process of, I, I ran a 5k and it was the first it wasn't for like distance i've i've always ran like if i run on my own i'll run more than three miles every day like it's not not about distance but i wanted to see like what time i was going to get whenever i did my last run this is disgusting by the way i hate this story but i love that you're telling it so please continue and okay and um (laughs) no so i ran my first one and i'm gonna be honest like i just full blown i just full send full send on it and i didn't think about pace, heart rate, any of that. I just went full blown. Like, I'm just gonna see how fast I can go, you know? And I learned one thing, like with running, you, you gotta like get out of your head that you're gonna get first, second, third place. Like that has to be done. You have got to get it out of your head. And the reason why, cause I listened to a guy and he pretty much just concreted it into my head that uh, he said that he ran a, a race and there was hundreds of people at this race. It was a, it was a very, very large event. He ran a marathon and he was averaging um, like right at six minutes and he came in like a hundred something place. Yeah. He's like, and that, I mean, and if you know, like if you're a runner, that's, in, that's fast. Yeah, that so is fast. very fast. Very like, quick. And for him to get that place, he's like, you got to get that out of your head. So you can't think about first, second, third. Um, maybe if you go into like ultras and stuff, yeah. that's a little bit different. But when you're going speed. But there's also fewer people running that. So. Or which is exactly why. Making it to the end. <laughs> so right. people don't even make it. So I went full send. Um, I was trying to go for like 27 minutes, 
to 30 minutes, I was going to be really upset about 30 for me personally because of just how much I run. I'm not saying 30 minutes might be amazing for some people and it might be one of the, like a PR for people. So I'm not putting a certain time down for anybody because even with me, um, I end up getting a 24 and a half. And just go, get out. But there's some yeah. people that's going to listen to that and they're going to like, okay, a 24 and a half. They're Absolutely. like, I got a 24 and a half if I'm half awake. Like, Absolutely. So even that sounds terrible. So it, Running is one of those things that's so humbling because no matter how fast you are, you're slow There's, to somebody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's always Usain, Usain Bolt. Yeah, 100%. And, um, I'm, I'm in shape, and I'm like, damn, because we did a 5K. What was our time? Like 28? I don't like that. It was less it than was 30. Less, it was less than 30, longer than how you ran, because in my head, I was competing with you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm going to beat Dylan. But, but also, like, you and know. And then I did it, and I was like. You gotta think. What like, the, why did I do this? We're in shape, but we don't train. Like I, I you know, especially I'm not training to run. I'm training for other things. So it's like okay, put some I, respect on my name. Yeah, put, <laughs> put some respect yeah. on it. No, um, no, and I didn't even like really think about that. Like I said, it was just a. a I didn't really know what time was going to come out of that, and immediately afterwards, I'm like on this high, and I'm like, I'm going to beat this time. So I'm like. I'm going to just throw it out there. And the thing is, I learned if I have an idea that I want to do, you have to put it out on the internet. Because as soon as you do that, you can't go back. That's you, called an accountability buddy. You, yeah, you have to. And you, you have, have to have, have that accountability buddy because most of the time your real life accountability buddies don't care. Aren't going to. No, they're, and they're also they, soft as fuck. Because they're going to want you to take an off day because they're taking an off day. And yep. then they're like, oh, I, probably, I could probably go get Denny's. You know, like I don't have to run today. I could probably get Denny's. <laughs> you know, like I'm just saying, like, you could just be like, I don't have to run today. Yeah, we could go do something. You know what I mean? Like, I could. No, else. that's what I'm Go saying. Your these. accountability buddies that you pick are your friends and your family, and they're soft as fuck. The internet is a hard, mean <laughs> yeah. place. Yeah, because they don't care. They, they, will, they, will all, they will all caps lock. They don't care. They, they don't, don't have care. to see you yeah. every day. Don't care yeah. at all. They don't have to see that puppy dog face. So you don't want to get in bed early. <laughs> no, so immediately I was like, I'm going to beat this time. I was like, because I didn't really train for that run as much. Like, I did as far as, like, I would run pretty much five, six days out of the week, just on my own accord, and it'd be random. It'd be like some days I'd run a mile, some days I'd run six miles, some days I'd run three, with no consideration of my heart rate, pace, or anything. It was all off of, like, just exertion. So I was like, I think in my head that if I cut some weight, find a training program that is specifically for breaking the speed, and then commit to it, in my head, I have to go faster, right? So a couple of things with that I've learned from this is that one, um, holidays hit real hard and yeah. uh, oh, I did not. <laughs> I weighed 193 last race. Right now I weigh 193. So the good and bad thing with that is I did not come in any lighter, but it, I'm going to weigh the exact same as the last time. It is also going to be the exact same temperature as last time. Yeah. It's going to be the same type of course as last time. Not the exact same course, but the same type. So I'm thinking what it's going to show is whether specific training is going to pay off more or what I was already doing on my own wasn't working very well. Um, but it also taught me that I started this thing on Instagram where I was like day one and I started taking a, counting every single day. So it was like keeping me accountable. And if I skipped a day, the internet would know. And then I learned I don't want to take a picture of myself every day. <laughs> it got to a point where like I think – I'm not going to stop now because I'm like, it's next, it's a week from tomorrow. Um, but I might not commit to a, a selfie every day because you there's can always draw a picture of yourself. And I think I could have even done a story. But when you do a picture, like a, a post on Instagram, 
it seems like there's more pressure for it to be a certain quality level because you want you know people aren't just going to keep following you and liking your stuff if they just see a picture of your face every day you know like it's got to do something you got to be doing something with it creative or doing something and some days you just want to get in and run and be done and not take a picture and post on the internet and tell everyone like i had a great run like you just want to go in and put the work in and be done yep i get it and yeah so i think you know long answer short with this whole thing is like I decided the other day because I started getting like weird anxiety about like what if I did all this training and I don't beat my time. Yeah. I'm like what if that and I just feel but like I feel so stupid. Sometimes it happens. But I thought one I can't get in my head because there's a lot of factors that could mess something up where it could be Sorry. super crowded. I could fall at some point on accident and it cut off like 40 seconds or at the end of the day I'm taking the winnings with this that even if regardless if I beat the time, don't beat the time, I've learned so much dedicating myself to an actual training block like of 12 weeks that that in itself is like invaluable because I've yeah. done so many different types of runs that I've never done before. Like I've never done a fart lick run. I've never done interval runs. I've never done hill sprints. All that stuff happened during this. And, um, I I love fartlets. I didn't even know that they were a thing until I started researching it. And I, have I was a love like, hate right now. Oh shit! I bet. I bet. It just depends on how it is. And um, another huge thing that I got introduced to that I'm gonna start implementing, and I have ever since I really like you know training called for it was heart rate training, and like yes. realizing that I was going way above my like threshold for a long time. And when you do that, you're not gaining much of anything. Yeah. And I didn't realize there's a certain zone you got to be in. And I did so much slow running over this 12 weeks. Yeah. And it seems wrong. But what you realize is you still burn a lot of calories. Mm -hmm. A lot of work still gets done. And then it's weird because later on when you do an actual fast run, you're like, why do I feel so much stronger? Yeah. And it's like because it, you, you're building an aerobic base yep. that you never built before. Yeah. I didn't know that either. And I talked to our friend. Actually, we had him on the podcast and he does triathlons. And he was like, no, I literally go, I go as slow as I can because I have to start there. It's the whole run slow so you can run fast. Exactly. And yeah. I was like, oh shit. And so what I started doing right before winter hit was taking the dogs because they can't run fast. They will run really slowly. <laughs> and obviously I took my dog and he just full sin. And I was like, we so can't funny. do this. We, <laughs> we can't need do to this. calm down. Penny makes yeah. it about half a mile and then yep. she's done and I actually was like okay I'm gonna run I mean they literally are at like 10 30 pace very slow and I'm like okay I'm gonna only breathe through my nose right now and when I so start difficult. to breathe it's so fucking hard and when I start to want to breathe through my mouth I'm just gonna walk and bring my heart rate back down and then start again yeah um I think there's like an equation it's like 180 beats 180 minus your age is like your maximum heart rate you're supposed to hit for like um, like a threshold thing, anything above that, it, you don't have like a whole lot of progress you're making. Right. Like you're making, you have everyone has a sweet spot, and it's a little bit different for everybody. But um, like for me, I was aiming for in the 130s for a lot of my long runs, and keeping 130 beats per minute, you have to go at. It seems like a mockingly slow. It pace. seems like you're not. It genuinely feels like. It almost feels painful. Yeah, I was say, like, it almost hurts your calves hurts from your how knees. slow yes, you're going. Yes, agreed, 100%. But it does end up helping. And then I realized, like, like the other day, I was on the treadmill and I hit a speed that I've never hit before. And, like, but, 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the number because I don't <laughs> want to sound kidding. braggy, totally but like kidding. I'm gonna say that it was the fastest I'd ever ran, and I have to credit that to doing all these slow runs. Absolutely. And yeah, so like I said, at the end of the day, like even if it doesn't yield, even if I come in 24 29, it's a win. But uh, even if I come in 24 50, it's still a win for me because even yeah. if I don't win the race or beat my time, like I said, I learned so much just from like the process of everything that you know. And I have other goals, and I think speed is going to be on the back burner for a while because training for distance is one thing. Training for speed is a whole different beast. And do it's, you do lifting for speed as well then? So right now, and this is something I got really in my head during this like 12 weeks about training legs because I was like, I can't wreck my legs and run. I just can't do it because yeah. I, I can't afford to risk that. So leg day has been very, very spotty. But as far as upper body... I've tried to keep up with like a every other day thing just okay. to keep like, you know, I don't want to get like the runner's arm, you know, when you lose, like, right. yeah, where they have like the little tiny skinny arms. Yeah. So try to keep as much muscle on me as possible. But obviously when you're doing a bunch of cardio and you are like in a caloric deficit that you're not normally in, you're going to be losing stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be getting back into that. And I saw a lot about like how leg training if you can balance that with your running, it helps significantly. Yes, it helps a lot. And it's not, it's interesting because I was listening too, is like people are saying as soon as you start doing cardio, your muscle will dissipate enough. Therefore, you're not necessarily adding a bunch of bulk or weight that you have to carry through your run, which I always thought, and I, I still worry about when we do stuff like, you know, where we have to be fast, but you're training those muscles you're training those fast twitch muscles you're training everything yeah. and it's interesting i think i love i think cross training is imperative honestly yeah and that's something that was in this training too that was like hey some rest days would be like you need to fully rest don't yes. lift don't do anything and then there that was too. some days where it'd be like hey don't lift today but you need to get on the bike for however long you think would be a good time like it doesn't really it's not really specific as far as the training I was doing, it'd be like, if you feel like you need to do bike, like listen to your body, but get on the bike, go swim, do Stairmaster, something that you're differently than running. Right. Yeah. They're yeah. like, don't go jog. Don't, um, you know, and it's do hard. Different. It's so hard, especially when you like to do it. Well, you also get in your head and you think that like, if you skip a run or two, yes, that you're going to be way slower yep. or something. And, um, I always feel like if I miss a day of the gym, I'm going to die or <laughs> yeah, you're like, something doesn't you're work. Like, or... I'm a, you're like, Adam Sandler from Click. I'm a fat guy. I'm gonna gain ten pounds. It is. It is. It's rough. (laughs) It is, especially when like I'm in fight camp and I'm I'm like concentrating on losing weight. I'm like, well, I didn't go to the gym today, so I better not eat that extra banana or whatever. And (laughs) yeah, and I think that's a big thing too. That that was something I got asked recently. Someone asked me, they go, "Um, on a rest day, what should I be? Yeah, that's actually a very valid question. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. That's the whole point. Your body has to rest, so you can't. Put your body in a caloric deficit for one day to combat the fact that you're not working out because your body's gonna be like what's happening right now yes. like because again your body doesn't have eyes and <laughs> quote put yes, that on put the t-shirt that, that, yeah, only I want that on my, if i die on the way home i want that on my gravestone <laughs> don't say that because dylan didn't have eyes well dylan got in a car crash because he did not have eyes dylan will be wearing his reflective vest on his run through 10th street <laughs> I was going to say, I, I want to share one story before we wrap it up. And I, it's, it's clicked in my head the other day, and it might not mean anything to anybody but me, but it was a moment of clarity that was built in my head for the last 20 years, okay, that I've had this question 
that finally got answered the other day. And it's so satisfying that it finally got answered. So when I was younger, in my hometown, I saw this old man on the square all the time. Okay, that sounds like a made-up story. The square? I know, I was like... <laughs> yeah, like this... the town square okay. where the courthouse okay. is. I saw this old man and he Not was always... Not in Indianapolis because I want to clarify no, no, that. Okay. No. Um, it was in a small, yeah, small town, Indiana. And around the square, he would always walk around the square, this old, this old Chinese man. Okay, it's important that he's an old Chinese man. Okay. Walking around... I'll get there. Okay. This isn't like... I'm not going to swing in for the make sure that I get canceled. Like, okay. no, it's a, uh, yeah, no. Like, he's an old right, Chinese man. Tiptoeing, but continue. And he walked around the square backwards. And he always did it. He would always walk backwards. Not very not very fast, but he would always walk backwards. He would wait at the light, make sure it was good, walk across to everything backwards. And I was always like, why is this a thing? I do not understand what is happening. Then I was listening to Knees Over Toes guy. Oh, yes, Kay? yes, yes, yes. And so I'm listening to this guy, and I had not ever been introduced to this guy or what he practices or believes in until, like, last week. And I was listening to him. I think him. you're not alone. I'm pretty sure that's when everyone else discovered him as well. Well, and he I've heard of him before because there's been, like, the whole thing, like, the stereotypical you're not supposed to go knees over to all that stuff. I've heard of him, but i never seen any of his stuff. And he was mentioning about sled pulls and how he does sled pulls every single workout. No matter if he's doing, he's hitting arms, he's still doing sled pulls. And it's because of knee health. He said that, sorry, that walking backwards strengthens and heals your knees. And I don't, he, he like went into it like way more specifically, obviously he's got like a whole thing on it, but he was like, he was being asked like, where did this come from? Like, where'd you get this idea from? And he's like, I have to credit. It's an old Chinese tradition that they used way, way back in the day. And they would walk backwards or they would pull heavy things backwards for knee health and it would keep older people like with healthier knees way longer into their life and i was like oh my god i'm like that's what he was doing yeah the whole because the whole time when i was younger i was like that guy's insane he's just yeah. walking around backwards i mean little did i know though it was there was actually some yeah. science behind it or well, maybe he, tradition behind it or maybe it's a sure. huge coincidence and he is a psychopath I mean, <laughs> and he wasn't. He had no like relevance to anything. bodies in his basement, but he wasn't wrong about the walking Wait, backwards thing. Nice. But he was. He was like he had to have been like ninety or like he's very, very, very old and walk around seemed fine. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder. Well, you only saw something. him walking backwards. Maybe his forward game wasn't. He's not going to. Yeah, crippling forward. I walk forward. backwards because forwards is painful. I, I gotta have a walker forward, but I, I can sprint backwards. <laughs> I love that story, and I'm that's, really glad you that's came. A, that's a good way to end it. Yes. All right. So what? So where can people find you socially? YouTube.com/slash Zimmerman Fit, and on Instagram Zimmerman.fit. Zimmerman.fit was already taken. We will. Uh, what the that's hell? I know. I was like, and I problematic. Um, I feel like we just need to find that. My people couldn't get a hold of their people. And I don't it's just the whole thing. So it's number one bullshit. It's all right. We will put that in the show notes at the bottom. Make sure I put out your Sounds good. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you. you making the long run. This is a very long podcast. You're welcome. Keep it crispy. crispy. All right. Good lord. Peace. <laughs>